This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. I think a lot of us would love to see some positive movement out of the Middle East. Just a few hours ago, uh, we learned that President Biden was going to be visiting Israel. There's a lot of concern, not only about the thousands of people that have already died in the Middle East since last Saturday's attack by Hamas. There's a lot of concern about what role Hezbollah and Lebanon will play. There's a lot of concern about what role Iran will play. And uh, there's just a lot of concern overall as a lot more death and destruction seems forthcoming. One of the people that I was eager to chat with about this is a perspective that we have uh, not heard on this show, and you may not have heard on any of the stations that we're on now. And uh, this is somebody that has been known as one of the world's best-known experts on Middle Eastern affairs. He's often invited to participate in seminars and panels on on current events in the media and to contribute all sorts of articles. He's was, he was chosen by the British magazine Middle East as one of the 50 most influential Arab figures in the world. A lot of people in this world and a lot of Arabs and to be one of the 50 most influential, that says quite a bit. I am very pleased uh, to welcome to the program Palestinian-born British journalist and the editor-in-chief of Rai Al-Yum, which is an Arab world digital news and opinion website, Abdel Bari Atwan. Mr. Atwan, I appreciate you joining us when there are so many demands of your time these days. Frank, it is my pleasure to be with you to talk about the Middle East, which is boiling now. A lot of deaths, uh, millions, uh, you know, thousands of Palestinians are killed by Israeli raids. And this, well, so and this uh, issue actually has been uh, forgotten by the international community, which is, uh, you know, disgraceful. We have to find a solution. We have to give the Palestinian protection and their rights to survive and to have their independent state. Frank, it is, it is really, we have to talk, we have to raise our voice, voices and tell the international community, tell the American administration is enough is enough. We must find a solution. There are inter- international legality. We have to apply this international legality and make everybody happy. Okay. I uh, want to f- ask you quite a bit, not only on what you just said, but on the broader issue here. Y- you mentioned the movement towards a Palestinian state. At various times throughout history, we have heard a lot of figures, including people that have not necessarily been known to be soft on the Palestinians. It- a call or at least recognize the need for a Palestinian state. And that leads me to my first question, which I've asked others and I've yet to get a satisfactory answer, which is I have to think that the 
most immediate cause of what Hamas did last week is a lot more dead Palestinians, uh, both through uh, Israeli military response and through, you know, restrictions on things like uh, like energy and fuel and food. And I have to think that in the long term, this makes the movement towards an independent Palestinian state much more difficult. Given that, why would Hamas do this knowing how much this might hurt individual Palestinians and hurt the cause of the Palestinian people? You know, the Palestinian has been suffering for the last 75 years, at least at least 60 years before Hamas established. And they signed peace treaty with the Israeli, hoping that they will have their own state. And, you know, the Americans sponsored the Oslo agreement between Hamas, between the PLO and the, the uh, Israeli. What happened since then? No independent Palestinian states, nothing but put the Palestinian under blockade completely. People in Gaza in particular, they don't have water. They don't have anything, food. They don't have you know, even, you know, clear or clean air. So this is the problem of the Israeli. Israeli bombardment of Gaza Strip never stop. stop. I have, I am one of uh, of uh, Gazan. I was born in a refugee camp in Gaza, and you know my people are suffering. They are in a very difficult, suffocated by this Israeli blockade. So we shouldn't actually divert the attention from the roots of the problem. The Palestinians, they want a state. They want self-determination. So why the Israeli actually did not apply Oslo Agreement, which signed the loan of the White House? Why they actually keep bombing the Palestinians? Why they are keeping uh, establishing settlements on the West Bank, which is supposed to be... The, 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 the land the, of the independent Palestinian state. This is the problem. We shouldn't blame the Palestinians all the time. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, no, no, I, I mean, but I think it's fair to blame Hamas, though, don't you? It is not a question of Hamas. It is a question of the Palestinian people. That's, you know, we, the, 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 the Palestinian people much bigger than Hamas. Understood. And, uh, Understood. As I said, the problem started in 1948, before Hamas even existed. So we have to look at the Palestinian people, the humans there. Not everybody with Hamas in the Palestinian side. Understood. You know? Understood. Yeah. Absolutely uh, understood. It makes sense. Now, uh, Mr. Atwan, a couple of times in the last minute or so, you mentioned the Israeli blockade of Gaza, and that's how I've heard it referred to many times. Now, my understanding, and admittedly, I don't have 
a lot of expertise when it comes to Middle Eastern affairs. But my understanding is that Egypt also keeps its border with um, with Gaza shut. If that's the case, why aren't the Egyptians also being accused of blockading Gaza like Israel is? Uh, why is it not an Israeli and Egyptian blockade of Gaza? Why is it just referred to it as an Israeli blockade? No, it is, it is, Egypt is actually under pressure from United States and from Israel. So um, Egypt is dependent on the American financial aid. So the Egyptian, when they do that, they do it simply because the American wants them to do it. Otherwise, they will be actually uh, demonized and they will be uh, rejected and also um, impose a blockade on them from the United States and from Israel. But it is not, it, it is the instruction of the Israeli on Egypt and also other Arab countries because we were living on the American age. It is different now. You know, Egypt now is opening the border between Gaza and Egypt. And what happened? The Israeli bombed this uh, border crossing in Rafah. So it, we, Egypt is actually a victim of the American pressure, American, uh, yeah, American blackmailing. That's the problem. So if the American honest broker, if they actually applied the Oslo agreement, we wouldn't have this blockade. We wouldn't have this problem. We will have peace and everybody enjoying peace. But the Israeli never commit themselves to the international legality, never committed themselves to Security Council resolutions, never committed themselves to the agreement they signed. This is the problem. And the Palestinians have no other choice. This is, you know, uh, uh, they they are fighting for their rights. They are fighting to have their own state. You know, the Nelson Mandela was fighting to liberate his country. Uh, George Washington was fighting the British to well, re- regain right, his but, country. I mean, we're, we're not putting we're not putting Hamas in the same category of Nelson Mandela or George Washington, right? I mean, uh, they they did not kill innocent people like this. No, listen, you know, you keep saying Hamas, Hamas, Hamas well, but, is not the Palestinian people. But Mr. You know, Palestinian but, 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 people Mr. Atwan, with respect, Hamas. Mr. Atwan, yeah. with respect, you know, it was Hamas yeah. that carried out this attack. I, isn't it fair to blame them for at least their destruction that resulted as a result of this Saturday attack? Listen, you know, Israel has been bombing the Palestinians since 1948. You shouldn't say Hamas all the time, Hamas. Look, the Palestinians well, no, I'm not saying it all bombed. the time. I'm just saying it this no, time. No, 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 no. You cannot take this time and actually apply it to the Palestinian history. No. Well, uh, the Palestinians, uh, uh, how about look, the history uh, of the last people, seven listen, days? Listen, listen to me. You're, okay, there is uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the PLO, the Palestinian Independent, uh, the Palestinian Authority. He signed the agreement with the Israeli. Look at him. What happened to him? What happened to the West Bank? What happened to the Palestinian land? Who is annexing it? Who is actually, you know, building settlements there? So Palestinian, it is not a question. You cannot actually take last week or and as uh, only point and concentrate on it. Right. We have to look at it globally. I understand that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to conflate uh, the cause of the Palestinian people with Hamas a- at all. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out, um, you know, how Israel 
roots out the Hamas militants that did this or the terrorists that did this, while at the same time making sure that a lot of innocent Palestinians don't get killed or mistreated. And even Mahmoud Abbas and Fatah, they've distanced themselves from Hamas and they have uh, they have made clear that they're not necessarily on board with what went on. Listen, if, uh, you know, the Israeli and the American root out Hamas, what will happen? What will happen? What they are offering the Palestinian people? Are they offering them independent state? Are they going to dismantle, you know, thousands or hundreds of uh, settlements on the West Bank? Are they going to give the Palestinians their rights? Are they allowing somebody like me to go back to my uh, um, village or my city in uh, Israel? This is the problem. Look, we cannot, we shouldn't actually concentrate on this point only. We should look at what the international community, what America is offering the Palestinians. What until they are giving the Israeli the green light to kill Palestinians. Now, now in this moment, they are bombing Gaza. They are killing in, in innocent people, you know, unarmed people. It, look, the Israeli killed more than uh, 3,000 Palestinians in Gaza in the last few days, and 750 of them babies, children, women. Most, so this is the problem, 750 ch- children, most of them babies. Who are, who are killing them? This is a problem. We shouldn't blame one side of this conflict. Right. We well, should look yeah, at no, the I roots mean, part, of the problem. Part of the reason I wanted to have you on, sir, is is to have a give our listeners a broader perspective on this, but uh, I still think that it, it's fair to look at what occurred recently and point that out as as particularly horrific. You know, you, you I know, have been educated in Gaza, Jordan, and Egypt, and you've spent a lot of your professional career telling the story of the Palestinian people. One of the questions that, you know, some folks are going to ask is, why then, if you were so proud of you know what has gone on in uh, Gaza, why did you seek asylum from in the United Kingdom? A lot of folks would say that was an indication that things are pretty hostile there. Can you clarify that at all? Well, you know, um, you, you, you Americans, all of you are immigrants. All of you, right. or most of you, are immigrants. Absolutely. Why I have kind of. You know why I came to Britain? Simply because I want to uh, enjoy the freedom of expression. I want to explain my cause, the suffering of my people on the international media. That that's what I am doing. You know, and I will go everywhere in order in order to explain to people what happened to my people, what happened to me, what happened to my family, how we were driven out from our. Uh, land one became homeless completely what's wrong in going to britain or united states you know charles de gaulle when he was fighting the nazi he went to britain so it is i am not charles de gaulle 
you know, so uh, Nelson Mandela also, he went everywhere to explain the suffering of his own people. So it, 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 is, it is legal. It is not, uh, you know, a, a black spot to say that you are actually in Britain and you are, where, where, where shall I go? No, you know, sir, I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm, I, I, sir, I wasn't trying to say it was a black spot. I, I was just asking for an explanation. A lot of folks would say if, uh, you know, the Palestinian people weren't necessarily uh, hostile to things like human rights and human freedoms, that you would have stayed in Gaza rather than seeking asylum from the UK. But I understand exactly. I understand where you're coming I didn't, from. Look, I didn't. I didn't ask for asylum. No, I came to United uh, to, to uh, Britain here. And as a journalist, I had a contract. I had a work permit. Understood. I was. I didn't came as a asylum seeker. No, I am professional like you. I, uh, you I, know, when I'm offered offered to come to Britain, I was. Uh, I didn't come as a asylum seeker at all. That's. I have been here for forty uh, four or forty five years here working as a journalist. And, and you know, the, I, I, I did appear. To BBC, ITV, CNN. I was contracted by CNN as a professional journalist to be expert on terrorism on 11th of September. So, you know, you cannot say, no, I didn't come as a silent seeker. No, I I came as a professional. I appreciate you clarifying that. Uh, I I must have gotten some uh, incorrect information because that is uh, out there. But so I'm glad you uh, that you clarified that. Um, one of the things that, uh, that we've seen in a number of primarily Muslim countries, a part of the Arab Spring, countries like, uh, uh, Egypt, countries like, uh, Tunisia, even Libya to some extent, is, uh, kind of a rebellion against their government, whatever government that happened to be. In your, in your opinion, why do you think the Gazans never rebelled against Hamas when a lot of the other Muslim countries had the people uprising against the oppressive regimes there? Is that an indication that folks are OK with the way that Hamas is governing or is there some other reason? No, no, this is a fake news. You know, the Palestinian people rebelled against Hamas several times. And there are people who are in Hamas prisons in Gaza. So we, this, is, this is completely untrue. And what, so why the Palestinians, you know, divert their attention from the Israeli occupations to other things? We don't have a state. We don't have, you know, uh, support from the international community. Look at the United States sending aircraft carriers to support the Israelis. Look at them. You know, they are sending billions of, uh, of dollars to help the Israelis. Tell me what they did to the Palestinian people before Hamas, what they did to the Palestinian people before Hamas emerged. So what they did to the PLO, which gave up 80 percent of historic Palestine to the Israelis and hoping that they will have a state on 20 percent of Palestine. So we shouldn't go Hamas, 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 Hamas all the time. Look, you know, look at the real problems. Look at what the West did, what America did to the Palestinians before Hamas. Look what, what they did to them. 
this is the question we have to ask. Why the Palestinians for 75 years don't have a state? Why they don't have self-determination? Why the Israelis uh, don't apply the, the agreement they signed? Why the Americans don't apply or actually mm-hmm. carry out the, the agreement that they, they sponsored? This is the question. Sure. If we have answers to this question, we wouldn't have Hamas. Mr. Atwan. Anybody. Mr. Atwan. Uh, let, let me ask you, you've brought up the issue of Palestinian statehood many times. I've heard at various times in history, even folks like George W. Bush and Hillary Clinton indicate support for a, uh, a Palestinian state. A lot of Americans and a lot of Westerners and a lot of Israelis look at what happened last week and they say, well, look, if you had a two-state solution which uh, gave the Palestinians access to the sea and the air uh, th- without a Israeli blockade blocking what weapons are coming in, a lot of folks are concerned that you could see incidents like what occurred last week all the time, especially when there are some aspects of Palestinian ideology, like the Hamas charter, which don't even believe that Israel should have the right to exist. If there was an independent Palestinian state, what guarantee could you give supporters of Israel that they wouldn't simply try to attack Israel all the time? Listen, you know, Oslo Agreement was signed 20 years before Hamas emerged. We should ask, you know, the Palestinians wanted independent state. If they had this independent state 30 years ago, I think Hamas wouldn't be exist, wouldn't be there. This is the question. We shouldn't blame the Palestinians. The Palestinians, as I said, gave the Israeli 80% of historical Palestinian land. So we cannot say that, you know, this uh, uh, state, independent state, will actually attack the Israeli. No, the Palestinians were willing to coexist with the Israeli, to live together as good neighbors. But what who, you know, uh, uh, change the situation? Who actually push or create the environment for radical organizations right. like Hamas to emerge? That's the question. Please don't keep asking me about Hamas. You know, Hamas is not the Palestinian people. Well, I, I, I have, You know, Hamas, this is, this is de- demonization of a whole nation, the Palestinian people. You know, I can see the Western media. They are Hamas, 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 exactly like what they used to say, PLO, 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 terrorists, terrorists, terrorists. This is, this is fake news. This is actually misleading. It, it just becomes it just becomes difficult. It just becomes difficult after a, a Hamas attack to at least, especially when they uh, did win the election 16, 17 years ago. I realize that's a time when a lot of Palestinians were not even alive, let alone old enough to vote. It just becomes difficult to ignore the uh, Hamas question. Sir, I want to thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you coming on. Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. Abdel Bari Atwan, he is the editor in chief of Rai Al Yum, which is an Arab world digital news. And opinion website. Comments, questions, thoughts, you can give, give me a call 800 848 9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.